Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hey, so we've been talking about grace, and as you know, grace, we've been coining this definition, grace is God's ability, working in man, making him able to do what he could not do in his own ability, okay? Okay? Now, it's big because in Acts 20.24, King James, remember we talked about this, but I want you to see this. I want you to see this. Okay, and it says this. It says, none of these things move me. I didn't count my, this is what Paul was talking about going through it, right? I didn't count my life dear. I want to finish the course with joy and the ministry I received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. And we talked about this, but I really want you to solidify this in your spirit. The gospel is the gospel of grace. So like you'll hear this kind of talk. Are you guys a grace church? Are you guys grace preachers? Yeah, if you're preaching the gospel, you're preaching grace. Every minister of the gospel should be a minister of grace, proper grace. God's ability in me, working in me to make me like God. That's what grace is, okay? So when you get there, it kind of gets you like, oh, I got it. I see, what he, I see what you're saying, Pastor Chris. What you're trying to get me to understand is that I, I, me and you, have been given power to be the believer that God, so it's God's ability in me. Yes, absolutely. So God's ability in you, empowering you to live like God. That's grace. That's another definition of it. Write that down. God's ability in you, God's power in you, really, which is really wild, I'll show you this. God's power and ability, and you could say this, uh, grace is this, and I'm going to coin this, and I've never said this before, and I want to get it right, okay? Grace is the power of the Holy Spirit in you, giving you God's power to live your life in the earth. Man, that's, pa- that's powerful, Okay? So grace is, so this is the new definition, right? Somebody write this down, send it to me. Grace is the power of the Holy Spirit in me, in Pastor Chris, allowing me to live like Jesus in the earth. That is a really good definition. That might be the best definition I ever came up with for, for grace. So when we go back and watch this, text it to me, Right? Grace, so now where do you get that from? Okay, watch this. So if you go in the Amplified, the classic version, which I love, right? Go to James chapter four, and I want you to see this. And we can start with like um, uh, um, verse, um, oh man, let me see this. I like four, but let's start with... um, Let's start with five. So James 4, 5, Amplified Classic. Came up with a brand new definition. So here is the brand new definition from this moment forward. Apostolically, I'm releasing revelation. So this is what we do. Man, I'm telling you what. I've been, I've been really meditating in the supernatural. I think I'm going to do a series about the supernatural. 
I really think it's coming. And God's been really quickening me to load what I'm saying and meditate in it and have apostolic jurisdiction to speak things into the earth that gives you the power to just go, oh, I got it. That's loaded words with weight. So grace is this. This is the new definition of grace. Grace is what? It is the power of the Holy Spirit in you, allowing you to live like Jesus in the earth. Write that down. Write that down. I'm going to prove it to you. Okay? Okay, look what it says. Hey, do you, do you suppose that the scripture is speaking to no purpose that says the spirit whom he calls to dwell in us yearns over us, yearns the spirit to be welcome with a jealous love? So he's basically saying, man, this spirit you got, this Holy Spirit is yearning, yearning, Jealous is what he uses in the King James. He wants to spend time with you. He wants you to spend time with him. But he gives us, look at verse 6. Life changing. But he gives us more and more grace. Look at the definition. Power of the Holy Spirit to meet evil tendencies in all others fully. Wow. Wow. Power to overcome. That is why he says... God sets himself against the proud and haughty, but gives grace continually to the lowly, those who are humble enough to receive it. Now, when he's saying lowly, he's not talking about some sluggo thing. He's talking about people that, that have humbled themselves or, or, or they, they've chosen to take upon um, a lesser position in their opinion not in their DNA position. So what happens is, this is what humility is. There's another coin definition. Humility, see, you say what humility is in the earth, right? They would all tell you. It's like walking around like a beggar, you know. You got to be humble and, you know, you got to be like, oh, you know, I'm not all that. Well, why would he tell him in the Bible, <clears throat> consider it not robbery to be equal with God? How can you be equal with God? And, and now listen, Jesus is the epitome of humility. He was God, but he became like a man. And in his taking on the identity of a man, he left his deity behind so we could step into this position. So it might be a little um, awkward if you're not understanding, how do I do this? Well, what happens is you're not up. See, this is where it's, it's slippery. So you got to be careful. Because I can't think I'm a human because I'm not. I got to think like God because I am. That's big, man. He made you gods. Now, you're a little G. He's the big G. But he didn't make you like some weak beggar. So, so what I do is this. This is the easiest way to do it. Because I think like what happens is, you know, in talking big, people will say you're boasting. But you're really boasting in God. See, God only knows your heart. So when you talk big, I'm, I'm talking big in what God has made you in the earth, not because you're big. You know what I'm saying? You, when you get a revelation that, you, you know, I didn't get this, I didn't earn this, I got righteousness. Man, righteousness is a revelation that gives you power and authority. So now once you understand you're righteous... Most people understand this. I didn't deserve it, but he gave it to me anyway. So instead of living this life of pride, you really live this life of humility because you got a revelation. So remember this all your life. 
revelation of God's word produces humility at its greatest level. Pride is developed when you truly do not have an understanding of revelation of God's word. And you're fabricating it like religion does to take a position without revelation makes you prideful because you, you, don't, you don't connect the dots right. Once you have a revelation of it, you have a sense of humility that comes upon you because you realize, man, this is way too good and I know I didn't earn it. Okay? And that's what Jesus was explaining about this free gift in Galatians 5 and 4. Passion translation reads real clear. I like the passion because it breaks it down. I, I check it all the time. I told you that. I never bring it to you too early because uh, I just want to make sure it keeps its original um, content safe. And it does. You know what I mean? If you want to be made holy by fulfilling obligations of the law, look what he says. You've cut off more than your flesh. Ain't that strong? You have cut yourselves off from the anointed one and have fallen away from the revelation of grace. See that? So he says, if you get a revelation of grace, you're going to have humility and you're not going to want to fulfill the law. If you don't get a revelation, you're going to produce works that don't respond to grace, right? And therefore it's earned, even though it's, it's a slippery slope, man. Because sometimes, you, am I earning it? Am I not earning it? It's a free gift. You can't work for it. So you got to accept it if, that, if, that's, if that's solid, you know. And this was the... Um, this was the funny thing about, you know, the scripture. Um, this is the one I messed up that one Sunday. And I want you to read this in the Amplified too, because this is what I originally wanted to give you, because it, it, it's kind of like, um, it kind of reads just a little, it's, it just gives you a little better understanding. I mean, that's the thing. If I could eradicate our, our, our lack of knowledge in these areas, I could really empower us through revelation. If you seek to be justified and declared righteous, it's, it's, it's right there, man. Look what it says. You know, Amplified Classics, the best translation, you know, and it just reads clear because it's a free gift. You can't work for it. If you seek to be justified and declared righteous, to be given a right standing with God through the law, you were brought to nothing and separated from Christ. He says severed. That's a hard word. You have fallen away from grace from God's gracious favor and unmerited blessing. So that just goes to show you, this thing's a free gift, cannot be earned, cannot be merited, cannot be bought. You can't do nothing to get it. You just got an opportunity to receive it. Right? And, and, and why? Because it's the true power of transformation. Massively. I think it's one, I, I think personally it's, you're either under the law or you're under grace. You might not know that, but you might just be living to fulfill this stuff and now you're under law and then you're under grace. Grace is way easier, man. And I know. And a lot of times, you know, Jesus was full. Remember we read that? Jesus was filled with grace and truth. Grace and truth. Well, why is that so important? 
Because, man, this is the power to overcome sin, grace. Well, you know where you find that, right? Go to King James and look at Romans 5.12. There's a lot of reading here, but, man, it's worth it. Go to, go, go to Romans 5 and 12. And when you read this, it'll mess you up. I, I did. I did mess me up in a good way. Because it, you know, remember we, we, we've, we've all read this before, but I want you to see. Okay? So look what it says. Because when we get to like 521, it's going to make total sense. So he explains the man, redemption, the whole deal. Check this out. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. We know that's Adam. And death by sin. So how, once you overcome, see, everybody's scared of death, most people. Christians shouldn't be scared of death because we overcame sin, so we overcame death. Jesus overcame sin on the cross, therefore you defeated death. Death does not really, um, death is not, doesn't find a victory when a believer passes over because we go into glory. And so death passed upon all men that have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed where there was no law. So once you put those boundaries up, sin found the force. Okay? Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the likeness of Adam's transgression, who was in the figure of him that was coming. So everybody was in Adam, okay? Just like everybody was in Jesus. Does that make sense? So the human race came out of Adam, okay? This is why all, these, all this nonsense in the earth doesn't line up with the church. Like, everybody starts, they start talking about gender and lifestyle and all this stuff. This is where the church draws a line in the sand and goes, no, sorry, there is no other way. Because everybody came in out of Adam, mankind, and how did he say, he said, he tells you, he said, I made them male and female, right? So you got Adam and Eve. So if everybody came out of that, that's how God made mankind. Everybody struggling outside of what God had said is believing a lie. You know, that's just the truth, man. You never say, oh, you know, you got to, you got to be, you got to be, you got to be whatever. I don't got to be nothing. It's the Bible. You know what I mean? So you just, you can't compromise the word of God. Now, so what am I trying to show you? So this is important because then you say, okay, I got that, but let's get the spiritual application of that. Because just like he said in the natural, I made them male and female. He said, everybody in Adam's doomed to death because of his sin. So that's why everybody in earth that doesn't get born again is going to hell. Because mankind was birthed out of Adam. So when Adam messed up, okay, whatever. You want to blame Adam, write him a letter. I don't know what to tell you. That was funny. You should have laughed. But you got to look and go, in mankind, death reigned through Adam and everybody in Adam is doomed. That's why you got to be born again in Jesus. And then Jesus gives you the power to overcome. So that's important. Now watch this. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God. There you go. There you go. And the gift by grace was by one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. You see that right there? You see that right there? So that's why. By grace through faith were you saved. There's the grace. See that? Through the offense of one, many died. Much more... The grace of God. 
grace of God. And by the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ. So much more the grace of God showed up and the gift by grace. So the, it's a grace gift. I know we know this, but you got to see this. So just accept it. What do you do with a gift? You take it. Now watch, he, gets, he keeps talking about it, right? And not as the one with sin, not as it was by the one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was to condemnation, but the free gift of what? Grace. Now you got to get this now. He told you it was a gift. The free gift of grace is of many offenses unto justification. Now, you saying like, Pastor Chris, it doesn't say that. Read 17. Yes, it does. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Here's the grace. Okay? You guys are with me, right? Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so the righteousness of the one free gift, grace, came upon all men under justification of life. So grace justified you. Grace saved you. you you're going to see it. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered in, the law, right? Five books of the Bible, first five books, the law came through Moses, right? But moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Once the law showed up, they showed them it was sinners and they needed a savior. But when sin showed up, God showed up with grace. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abounding. So he's saying, as every man finds out they're a sinner and they need a savior, Jesus shows up with grace to give you access to get out of this life. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so grace may reign through righteousness. Grace's power and strength is in righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. So grace is force and strength is in righteousness. He told you grace made you justified which is your righteous position, and you got this all by faith. You can't work for it. So what happens is you receive it, and then you train yourself in it. So then on the other side of it, this is the key, right? So people say, well, how do I know if I'm working for it, or how do I know I'm developing it? This is the best way that I know how to say this, and trust me, it might not be great for you, but it's great for me, and it worked, it worked changed my life forever, and this is why I looked at it, okay? And if, it, if you get what I'm saying right now, it's going to change your life. I knew right here and now, man, there ain't no way I can work to get this, okay? So what I did was I received it just as a free gift. 
one, it takes time to reprogram your head, but once you receive it as a free gift, now here's what you do. You allow it to reprogram your behaviors. Then once you allow the free gift of righteousness, which is the gospel, then what you do is you start yielding. That's when the humility comes in. You yield from your own opinion. Well, you know, I don't feel like God can answer my prayer. I ain't been a good Christian. Eh, be humble. I ain't getting my prayers answered because I'm good. I'm getting my prayers answered because the grace of God is good. Well, you know, I don't think God's going to bless me like that. I haven't been doing too hot with my church attendance. Hey, look, and I got news for you. God told you not to forsake yourself coming together, but he ain't looking at your church attendance to tell you whether you're going to do a miracle in your life or not. Come on, somebody. Now, you might have to be in a meeting or something. You know, I'm not knocking it, but you get what I'm saying. Get the revelation of grace and then live the life empowered. Because here's what you got to realize. The moment you take this message of grace and apply it to your life, sin will lose its dominion because of God's grace. God's power, grace, is not ability to overlook your sin. It is his ability working in you to deliver you from sin. I'm going to say that again. Once you allow grace to impact your life, right? And you find that, you find that in the Bible. He says in Romans 6.14 in the Passion, look at this. I like it. You know, look at this. Remember this. Sin will not conquer you, for God already has. You are not governed by the law, but governed by the reign of the grace of God. So God's grace reigns in the earth. So once you get in grace, grace takes you to the place to finish. Now that's the big thing for people. So here's what happens is once you tap into grace and walk in grace and stay in the place of humility, sin once you get the grace, will lose its dominion because of God's grace. God's power, grace, is not God's ability to overlook your sin. It is his ability working in you to deliver you from sin. Grace has a power to deliver you. Because what is grace? Remember James 4, 6, you don't have to go there. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. What in the heaven is the Holy Spirit going to be held back from? Nothing. So I think a lot of times what happens with people is they think, well, you know, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm in a temptation, now God gave you grace to overcome the temptation. That's what I'm talking about. Grace is giving you the power to overcome. I like that. I think this is big too. Kyle, I wanted to read this one thing to you. Because um, God's grace... I'm telling you, man, I think the thing is, you know, I don't want to just say grace, 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 but it's, God, it's the gospel of grace. And if, you, if it's the gospel of grace that changed your life, why would we not allow it to affect us all the way? Look at Psalms 127.1, passion. This is strong. Psalm 127.1. Remember, this is like, unless, if God's grace doesn't help the builders, they will labor in vain. To build a house. If God's mercy doesn't protect the city, all the centuries will what? Circle it in vain. 
Are you, are you, are you here? Uh, did you see that? If God, remember, if the Lord, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. That's King James. If God's grace doesn't help the builders, you're in trouble. And I'm going to stop right here. Tomorrow night, we're going to come back. But I want to stay on this point for a minute because this point is huge as far as I'm concerned. And I said, huge. Okay? Check this out. God's grace, if it doesn't help the builder, they will lay it in rain. So what I got here, and we just talked about it, you got graces for places. Now, let me tell you something about people. You know, and this is where people, this is where people lose it because they don't have faith for stuff. Now, I, I'm going to get in trouble with this one, but you'll get over it. Okay. Well, you know, all right, you always hear this. Well, you know, Christians are big on this one. Well, you know, I feel like the grace lifted. You have a grace for every single place that God has placed you. Unless God's grace doesn't help what you build, you laboring in vain. So now check this out. So you might say, well, God called me to the ministry. And now all of a sudden the ministry is hard. Okay. Well, what's going on? Well, you know. I just feel like the grace. You get church people used to talk of this. I don't feel like the grace is on it anymore. Well, I got news for you. Grace works by faith. So if you can't keep faith in it, God can't give you grace for it. Every, think about all those people that kind of failed in the Bible. Once they take your faith off it, there ain't no grace for it. You can't stand out on the water when you don't have faith to stay out there. So what happens is, oh, the grace lifted. No, no, no. You stop believing that you can do it. You stop believing that God called you to do it. You stop believing that it's on you. Because if God called you to do it, there's grace for it. Now, you might say, now look, I'm a medal and people are going to get mad. Well, you know, we're married. The minute you got married, God gave you grace for that marriage. Work it out. Well, I had this kid... Guess what? The minute you had that kid, the blessing of the Lord, you got grace for that. Now, once you take your faith out of that thing, well, I don't think I should be married anymore. Now, you know, I got no grace for this thing. I'm telling you, this is how it works. Well, you know, I stepped out. We stepped out in the ministry. Yep. Okay. That's great. Stepping out in the ministry is what a lot of people got to do. Or you took the new job and now the job's a nightmare. Hey, you got grace for that thing. But what, see what happens is, what's the first problem you got? Maybe God didn't call me to take this job. Now you got your faith coming out, and now you can't have grace for it. Now, sometimes you miss it. I understand that. But God will give you mercy where you miss it. But he'll give you grace to finish the job. Sometimes we're laboring with things God has never told us to build. That's one. But here's another one. I got a funny feeling if you started building it, God called you to do it. But if the builder doesn't get the help from the grace, he cannot accomplish it. So what does that mean? Stay in the grace for it. Keep your faith in it. God called me to do it. God called me to buy the property. God called me to get the buildings. God called me to get the land. God called you to start the church. God called you to start the business. God called you to have the kids. God called you to get married. Come on. Stay in the grace. Keep 
keep your faith in it so God will release grace for it. I promise you, that's how you do it. Don't forget, come back tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. We're going to be talking more. we got a grace summit going. I know that's a good teaching. It'll help you. And I don't want to give you like 900 hours of this. Take those nuggets. Go back over your notes. Catch these announcements. And I'm going to see you tomorrow night. Let me pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you that the grace power of God is making an effectual, a, verve, a fervent prayer of the righteous avails much, but I thank you, Lord, as they pray and believe, God, that you've given them grace for the place. You're going to give them grace for everything they put their hands to, and it's going to be easier to build what you've called them to build. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. God bless you guys. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for tuning in, and thank you. Check these announcements out. We'll tell you things going on here at Relevant Church. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.